This episode of the Golf Gambler Podcast on the Sports Gambler Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DJs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to get that 50% deposit match. And we're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the new daily sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit batch of up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com slash SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace Bread. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by Sean Green. Sean's latest comedy, Adam, this loss hurts us all is now available everywhere. iTunes, Apple music, Spotify, and wherever you get your comedy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are one week close. We're going down to Houston. I'm ready to Chris Boston Capper Clifford, and I'm with Steve, the God of golf himself, Shermer. Like always, what's up, baby? You ready for this week? I am. I mean, I'm first of all, I'm ready to get my strokes gains data back. That, <laughs> that, that, that was nice. I mean, what is that to, like for you? Do you just like sit there and twitch? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I wonder, I'm just like, I look at all these golfers. I'm like, how are you doing what you're doing? Cause I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, like, yeah, you can see green regulation. You can see like, you know, putts per green regulation. Those stats are basically meaningless to a guy like yeah. me. So it'll be nice to get in round stroke gains, see how guys are doing, maybe going to the weekend, maybe make some live bets based on how it's going. So yeah. yeah, I mean, and we're on the eve of the masters. There's a lot of guys in this field that are going to play next week. And uh, there's actually some guys in this field that you think would be playing next week and aren't that I think we'll talk, we'll talk about later on as far as why the hell they have the rules that are set up, you know, like they are that are preventing some of these guys from playing. Well, we we've talked about this is because the people who are in charge of golf are stupid. They get upset about hoodies and things like that and don't care about putting, you know, talent uh, out there for the people, the younger generation, you know, Christ dude, we're in our thirties and we're the younger generation of golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. This, this is not a young person's like, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't watching this shit when I was in my early twenties. You know what I mean? Now you get a little older. You're like, Oh, I play golf now. Let's get on some golf. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> Let's learn how to bet on it. Let's go. And then all of a sudden you're doing matchup props. You're doing first round leaders. And uh, yeah, you're in over your head, man. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> and you find that some of the commercials are now geared towards you too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of scary. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to get like, that. I used to like, get that. If I, if I, if I see like a high cholesterol commercial, I'm like, Oh, uh, I guess I, that's, I guess that's me now. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'm worrying about that. Well, I just, I just don't go to the doctor. So I'm in perfect health, right? According okay. to myself, you know what I mean? I'm fine. Smoke pack and a half of butts a day and drink my face off. I'm in perfect health. Right? Guys, that's, that is great life advice. Do exactly <laughs> what he just said. Just don't go to the doctor and uh, you're fine. You don't have anything wrong with you. I was actually a lie. I actually went and got a physical uh, last year because I had like a weird throat thing and I smoked pots and I was like, Christ, it's cancer. I'm going to fucking die. And uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was fine. And I actually am in pretty good health, which is stupid because I do not take care of myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, man, hey, listen, last week, uh, good sweat uh, for a little bit for me. Uh, I threw it up in the slack. I held on to it for a little bit, but I had no shot with five or six to hold on to it because fucking Ventura. And then uh, who was the other one? Uh, Norm. Lander and my other one crushed me in, in those, in those lineups. I still, you know what? I've made a couple hundred bucks, but man, dude, adventure. Like, how do you sleep? Why don't you just play it in the dock? If, if you're not gonna like, if you're not gonna come out and fire, 
and just play it in the dark. You came out and double bogeyed the fucking hole. You slept all night talking, like thinking about, like, just play it then. Don't give yourself all night to stress and think about this fucking hole. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I saw that happen. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that that's karma because you put it. It's your fault. You posted that in the Slack channel and then you will. No, I knew, I knew, I knew this. The, the, listen, I, that's why I said like, let's, let's hold on to this thing uh, for a while, for a while we can, <laughs> you know, what I mean? because like you know, five or six, you're never gonna, you're never gonna uh, cash uh, the top spot. Yeah. I mean, honestly, once, I mean, we, we had some pretty good calls last yeah. week. Um, you know, I mean, some of the guys I liked, you know, like Wyndham Clark was a guy throughout as a nice sheep matchup. I mean, he lost to the bluff. Probably should have won the tournament, but you know, hey, at the end of the day, that helped your DraftKings lineup. You know, I love Doug Ginn, Doc Redmond. That was my sweat for the weekend. You know, sitting on the 54 hole yeah. lead like that, and then he just came out flat. And I mean, I I would love to see with the service game data how, why he blew it, but it just seemed like he just didn't have it that day. But uh, no, well, I mean, all ball, ball was was beautiful, man. I mean, that's uh, dude. I had I had Ollie in both of those uh, both of my <laughs> big cash and lineups. Like I know, I mean, my, I mean, it just it, when I saw him climb. Leaderboard on Thursday. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, that's my <laughs> dude. I love that guy. So, but, but I, I, all because I mean, that stinger shot. I, exactly. Just one <laughs> shot. And, you know, I mean, Hemrick Stenson beat him. I mean, that's my man crush. And so, I mean, if you can go toe to toe with that guy, you know, you're high in my book. But no, that, I mean, I, I mean, the big boss of the weekend was Harold Varner. Oh my though. God. That was. What the fuck happened? I, I wish I could tell you. Yeah, I, know, I don't too. know. Awesome. That's why I put Slack. I was like, if you can't see or hear any of the bogeys he's making, do they really happen? Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't yeah. find any. It, it seemed like once the winds got kicked up, because I mean, he honestly didn't play all that great on Thursday, but he made the Eagle on 17 to kind right, of to make save him a little better. Yep. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, you know, he's a decent up ball striker. If the winds are up, maybe he can at least hang out a little bit, make the weekend, maybe rise with the leaderboard there. Nope. Just got blown out to sea. Blow, like immediately, I mean, he, he, he literally shooting out there like me. Like I was yeah. looking at this number and I was like, God damn, like this is bad. Um, yeah, well, speaking of fucking Stenson, that cocksucker cost me uh, the Thrive takedown. It would have been uh, if he all he had to do was not birdie. All he had to do was not fucking birdie, and and that was it. I would have took down the the twenty five dollars, seven hundred bucks instead. It was like fucking fifty bucks. God damn it, man! Because it would have swung yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, was, I mean, and, and you're just staring at this my, the fucking PGA app shot from green, waiting. Waiting fucking two and a half minutes, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so bad. Uh, yeah, and then you wonder, oh, is this really real? Did the volunteer really screw this up? Did he actually get this? No, that that was real. Yeah, it was yeah, real. yeah, I was yeah. No, and then he probably and then he probably blew up on Friday just to make you feel real. Exactly, bad. exactly. I was like, why why couldn't you have done that yesterday? Like <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that he's actually playing this week in a real field, but it's not encouraging when he can't even come close to make the week. I mean, that's, that's not very, that's not very good on the eve of the masters with a guy I really like and appreciate. And you know, it's, it's kind of sad to see him flailing out there right now. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, it might've just been a bad, bad round. Like the winds were up, whatever. Like maybe he just said, fuck this shit. I don't need it. I already took my uh, Dominican vacation last time he was down there and he (laughs) He was like, I'll go fly to Texas and get ready for a real tournament. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we did pretty good last week. So, uh, I mean, you want to talk a little uh, early masters. You want to uh, talk about maybe some guys we're looking at ahead. Yeah. I mean, so, so right now where the odds are standing. So Bryson is the overwhelming favorite. I mean, he's under 10 to one to win. I think, uh, I think in my bookie has him eight to one. I've seen him as low as six and a half to one, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then next up Rory's 10 to one on my bookie. That's probably a little too high based on how he's that's playing. Rom's 11 to one. That's probably, I think that's fair. 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, considering, you know, he's played pretty well at the Masters a couple times. He's playing really well right now. That's 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 fair. DJ's eleven to one. That's fair, probably at this yeah. point. JT's twelve to one. He's always gonna be priced that way. I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about a little bit about the weather, I think, coming up here. And then yeah. Xander's fourteen one. So of those guys there, I mean, I guess what's your early lean as far as what you're thinking of the top favorites? So, you know, I'm a Rom guy, right? So I definitely like Rom. Uh, I'm curious to see what DJ looks like this week, right? Because we talked about it with Scotty Scheffler. Um, you see it with uh, Cam Newton. You've seen it with a bunch of other guys who come back, uh, like just athletes in general coming back from code who don't look the same, right? I mean, I don't know. Tony kind of looked okay, right? Tony looked okay when he came back. Um, so I feel like it's a, it's like a case by case basis, right? Just like COVID. Um, so uh, I, I'm curious to see what DJ looks like because I'm a DJ guy too. Uh, but I really like Rom. Uh, it, it like listen, everybody, unless you already got a ticket on Bryson, like whatever you, we missed the boat to cash, right? Like like a good ticket. But I feel like at this point. Maybe just put a little bit on it just in case, right? Eight to one is so dumb to put fucking money on, especially in golf. But at the same point, uh, the guy is destroying everything. So, uh, you know, don't be stubborn just to be stubborn just because you didn't get the right number. It's still okay to win money at a bad number. Yeah. I mean, there's been some articles uh, that have come out the last couple of weeks about what exactly he's going to do this golf course. So one of the ones that stood out is a uh, Kyle Porter over on CBS sports. He put out basically a hole by hole, kind of like what I do when he just goes to Google earth, measures out the holes, estimates about how much he's going to carry it off the tee. And then he calculate about what club he's going to have in. And I think on only two holes, he's going to have more than a nine iron into the green. Like most of the holes are going to be, I think on uh, six, which I think is the 240 yard par three. He's gonna have a five iron. Um, and then he's going to have, I think maybe like a five iron into number eight, because if you're hitting up the ups up there, you can't really get much carry. Well, other than that, he's been hitting nine irons, <laughs> gap wedges, 54 degree wedges. Like, I mean, he's going to take these crazy lines off the tee that it's just it's going to make it easy. Like, I mean, if he can, if, if he, if he comes with his a game T to green, I mean, it could turn into the, the 1997 masters pretty quick, just runs uh-huh. away with it. Now, the one thing that, you know, people have been kind of talking about is, well, he relies really heavily on his green reading books. There's right. no green reading books allowed at Augusta national because they're a proper <laughs> golf course. They don't like to cheat yeah. like that. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, stop. we'll see, but uh, like we, we, we've doubted Bryson so many times before. And if we just Not say now. like, Oh, he doesn't have his little, you know, green reading cheat. He's going to figure out another way to do it. So I mean, at this point, I I'm kind of worried about what he's going to do. And I'm worried about if he does overrun Augusta national, I'm worried what the response is going to be. Cause the response that Augusta national did last time when tiger just overran it was the opposite of what you should do. They lengthened it and they added more trees. And the beauty about Augusta national is it's more wide open. The rough right. isn't that penal. It, I don't want to see it just full of trees and to try and Bryce improve it when really all you're doing is just make it easier for him to win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, like I said, like whatever, man, it's a bad number, but at the same point, you got to throw a little something on it, but I, I like Rob and DJ. What about you? Who are you, who are your top guys that you like? And we can talk about maybe some, like, I, I like, I like, I like Bubba coming into it. He's still sitting at 40 to one uh, playing really well lately. We've talked about this a million times. His history there is fucking ridiculous uh, at 40 to one with the way he's playing. Uh, he likes those greens there, but that's the worst part of his game. Like I don't mind throwing a little bit down on Bubba on 40 to one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's going to win, but I think top 
10 prop is definitely a realistic option yeah. for me. You're taking him in matchups or anything like that. I think that's good. Um, you know, as far honestly down the line, I didn't really see a whole lot. I think uh, one, I mean, one of the reasons why is this field, it was set so early. So a lot of guys were actually playing pretty well right now. Like, like Daniel Berger, not in this field because he didn't qualify back in April, Victor Hovland, not in this field right now right. because he didn't qualify back in April. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, just aren't in this field that shouldn't be. And then a lot of guys who are in it that probably just, you know, are, probably belong to either. So yeah, probably well, or just aren't going to be factors either. Right. So, you know, I mean, Cantley's playing pretty well. He played pretty well last year at the masters too. So I don't know that could happen too. I don't know. I, I think I got to take a look. I, to, I think I got to take another closer look at the odds. You know, I, 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 I like to try and find a guys like 40 to one fifty one, And some of the guys I found down there, just, I don't yeah, really I like, like. I, I, so that's why I was looking at too. So Bubba stood out to me on that one. And that's why I wrote it down right now. <laughs> well, I think on some books, he's like 30 to one right now. So okay, so he's, my book, he's, he's, he's even come up from 41 on my book. He's like, actually, like, jump well, on, man. Yeah, keep, I just keep, talk, uh, keep talking. I'm going to look up his, my bookie price. Cause I thought it actually was down to. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, I mean, an hour ago, I looked at it at, at forty. It was an hour ago. Okay. Hour ago, I got down on well, that's that's a good price then. So if it's yeah. forty-one, you like Bubba, you should jump on that because that's yeah. going to go down. That's what I did. I was like, yeah, hey, I'll just grab this now. <laughs> He's not playing this week. The only thing he can do is go up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, so obviously, uh, it's played at a different time of year. I've heard different guys talk about. Um, how the winds are either going to like help certain holes or hurt certain holes. Uh, so, I mean, it's gotta be a completely different golf course than what people are normal to. And, and I think that affects tiger, right? Obviously a little colder, um, a little windier, a little back getting tight, but I mean, imagine it's going to affect everybody. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't understand which way the wind's going to go and how it affects different holes. I, I, I rely on guys like you to tell me that. Yeah. Well, generally, so I, I, I've actually done a deep dive of all the weather conditions going back to all the way 2007, you know, about each round, how scoring was impacted, where the cut line was, where the leader was after each round at, you know, with the scoring. So generally speaking, the toughest winds are either out of the West or the North and how that affects scoring is those holes are generally affected most the scoring holes. So like, for example, number eight, if that, that plays generally to the, from to the north, uh, to the northwest. So if the wind's coming out of that direction. You're playing into the wind, so you can't really get there in two. Or on 13, you're the wind's basically in your face if the wind's coming that direction too. Generally speaking, most of the winds out of the east and south makes it a little easier. You have a little bit of a tailwind into all those scorable holes. Uh, it's less of a crosswind on some of those tougher holes too, like on 11. Uh, it's a little easier to control your ball trajectory going to that tough green there. Um, also with a west wind as well, it's um, right to left on number 11. It pushes everything towards the pond. You can make a really big number there. So um, I mean, in, in general, double digit wins usually mean higher scores and just looking at the future cast for next week, um, three out of four days looks like it's going to be winds over 20 miles per hour. And, and on Friday it might even be 35 miles per hour. So uh -oh. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a low scoring masters. It's going to be kind of a shit show on All Friday right. as far as the cut line, which, you know, is good. I mean, maybe we get a cut line like plus five, plus six, you know, yeah, it won't be, be like fun. plus two or plus three. And then, um, you know, it doesn't look like there's gonna be a whole lot of rain coming in. Um, kind of pet the go I'm not sure how the, you know, firm the golf course is going to play just because they've had to water the hell out of it in order to get the overseed to grow, yeah. but they do have sub air systems under the green. So I'm sure it'll be firm. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is it's going to be windy and it looks like it's gonna be pretty cold. Yeah. And usually those are two recipes for lower, uh, for higher scores. Yeah. Um, we know, we know so <laughs> yeah, you, you guys know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, if, next week, can you look at where the cut line is going to be? 
take that into consideration. Maybe take the over on that. If you're looking at where the winning score probably is going to be, if it, if they set up maybe around like minus 12, minus 13, I think maybe take the under. Yeah. Take the under on that. So uh, yeah, I mean, just watch your weather forecast and then, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, man. All right. Well, listen, let's break down. Uh, let's, why don't you give us uh, the course breakdown uh, for this week? Uh, obviously, uh, we haven't seen it. Um, I read up on it uh, from what you read, uh, wrote up and then a couple other people. Um, it sounds like we have no idea how this course is going to play. Well, I'll tell you how much we don't know how this course is going to play because I don't even know what the yardage is going to be. I, I've seen different things reported all the last 48 hours. So I've seen it on pdhor.com which I'm assuming is the most official It's going to be a par 71 and 7,000 yards. But I've also seen it where it can be 72 and 7350. 70, 70, yep. 7,300 <laughs> yards. I've seen Rick Gaiman of, uh, you know, Rick run good. He said yeah, yeah. 7,400 yards and five par fives. I think he's incorrect on that because I think number one is going to play as a, a long par four. So okay. I'm going to assume that it's 7,000 yards and, and a par 71, which is a little misleading just because if you look at the golf course, there's five par threes. And some of the par threes are a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. So like, I think three of them might be under 175 yards. So that takes away with the yards there. There's also a combination of really short par fours that are a little bit more of an advantage for longer hitters. And then really long par fours, which again, a little more you know advantage for right. a longer hitter. Some of the par fives are longer too. I think one of them is 620 yards. Jesus. Um, another one's 585. So yeah, I think you're going to see 7,000 yards. It's not going to play that short. Okay. Um, but overall, um, you know, just a little bit of background about, about the tournament, the golf course. I mean, this tournament was basically dead for a couple of years. I mean, it started having sponsorship issues. Shell used to sponsor it. They left, uh, I think one year it just, you know, it's bad when an oil company stops sponsoring you. Oh, exactly. An oil company in Texas <laughs> doesn't want to sponsor a golf tournament. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it, it was, it was stuck at the golf club of Houston, which was fine. I mean, they did a good job as the tournament before the masters, like overseeding it, getting the greens. Yeah. They made it look up. last year. I remember last year they made it look, uh, with the greens, they, they made them super fast and super short and like crazy. Like, well, that was TBC San Antonio last year, the year before that though, that's when they was, uh, okay, was okay. Houston. But what happened with that was they ended up punting that to the fall. So, and I think it was right before everybody went over to Asia. So nobody t- went everybody to the tournament because they all wanted to go to Asia for the cash yeah, grabs. For the cash. <laughs> so, so it looked like this thing was dead in the water, but you know, listen, say what you want about the, the Astros, they stepped in and they saved this tournament. They basically made themselves the primary sponsor and they worked on an agreement with downtown Houston say, listen, we're going to bring the tournament back downtown. If you take uh, Memorial park, which is one of the most famous municipal parks and more, more and more popular municipal uh, golf courses in the country. It gets 60,000 rounds per year with it. Jeez. You know, if you redo it because like a lot of municipal golf courses, it's overgrown. There's too many trees, right. you know, will bring the tournament to there. So they have hiring Tom Doak, who is one of probably the most famous golf architects in the country. The problem is, you know, he just, none of his golf courses are suitable for the PJ tour. They're more like destination golf courses, like resort golf courses. Mm-hmm. So they're a little shorter, but they're a little quirky. They're n- known for more of like the finer things as far as like, you know, complex, like uh, complicated green complexes, you know, like undulating fairways. Right. It's not really PJ tour style golf courses, but you know, they brought him in to kind of transform this place. And he had consulting with Brooks Kepka, who mm-hmm. gave him more basically like advice as far as what he likes and doesn't like in a PGA tour golf course and the combined efforts of the two, they kind of created the anti PGA tour golf course. As far as, 
you know, listen, it's not overly long. If it's going to play 7,000 yards, you know, it's plenty long for the pros, but it's not, you know, daunting. It's right. a golf course too. Most importantly, that plays well for amateurs and can be complicated for the pros. So for example, it's wider fairways. Right. So most people like you and me, I mean, yes. unless we're slicing it off the planet, like you <laughs> saw me doing the honor banks, that's right. We can hit the fairway. Right. Um, but there's a lot of uneven lines lies, you know, in the fairway, cause it's a little more undulated. That's a little difficult for pros because they want to be really precise with their irons. If they hit it just a fraction off the center, they're going to hit the green. Right. Um, if they're in the rough, you know, there's uneven lies on the rough too, which aren't really noticeable to us, but they're way more noticeable to a pro. <laughs> yeah. so Everywhere I hit from is uneven, bro. Everywhere I hit from. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not good for them either. And then the greens, uh, so the areas around the greens are all shaven down with basically they're like fairways. So for you and I, we might take a putter or oh, a I'm definitely taking a putter. Yeah, you and just my like punch game. it up there. But <laughs> you know, pros don't like chipping off tight lies. They prefer to pop it off the rough and they don't like it because if the ball runs through the green, it can really go anywhere. You know, right. one of the things people think that, Oh, we want deep penal rough around the greens. No, the pros like that because the ball stops right. real close and then you just pop it up, get a close little and, and move on. So there there's a lot of really, it's, it's going to be a really cool golf course. It's a good story too. I like the fact that it's at a municipal and it, I think it only costs like 40 bucks to play. What? And I yeah. can't get on. I can't get on local courses down here for that, dude. For yeah, and it's and they did a really nice job too. Like, there's all these like uh, there are all these hidden ravines that were basically surrounded by trees. And they cut all those trees down. They end up moving the greens and the holes closer to them. It's a really pretty golf course now. Nice. It's going to show really well on television. And you know, I, I it, it's a good story. I'm glad that they're really playing. They're I'm glad they're playing the municipal park or golf course. You all know, right. just because you know, it's what we play. Um, <laughs> And it's, it's, it's going to be, I think a cool experience. I mean, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with shadow Creek, just how manufactured, like how pretty, but how fake <laughs> it, it was. was. Yeah. But it was still gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, th this, this to me is a more interesting golf course. I think yeah, it's yeah. going to present a little, you know, I think it's going to present a pretty good challenge. I think overall just, and we'll talk about it in a, in a second. I think if you're playing really well, it's going to be a pretty easy golf course, but I think it's going to expose a lot of guys who just either don't care or want to mail it in or just aren't playing well. Okay. Sweet. Well, listen, that, that, that'll be good stuff for uh, the weekend golf and the showdown lineups. That's for sure. And live bets. Uh, <laughs> if you're, if we're looking at it that easy. All right, man. So that's a great course breakdown before we uh, jump into uh starting beating up these DFS tiers. Uh, want to remind you that we're brought to you by my bookie.ag uh, late college football. NBA bubble UFC fight Island. It's clear. 2020 has been a year like no other, which is why you need a sports book, which offers unlike any other, get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds, boost lightning deals, free bets await all season long. And with Turkey day, right around the corner, there is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first time customer or have been my bookie with years for four years, there's no shortage of value to be found in thousands of lies, games, unique prop bets and contest that they offer every week, sign up and get reloaded today. Find the edge, make your bet and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access, access to the classic table slot and card games. You expect, expect to find at your local spot and the best part at my bookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll. Even after the stadium lights have gone out, make the right play and sign up with my bookie today and use promo code SGP and get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. Terms are simple. You put it, put in 200, they'll match you another hundred. Uh, if you're planning on betting the season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come and join the fun and win some cash while you're at it. All right. 
that, that casino is dangerous. I've done that with, uh, not them, but a local dude had like had this site <laughs> that was like <laughs> that, uh, that allowed you to do like the blackjack and like you get hammered and just stop playing this. I hear and Sean does it on the, on uh, the gambler podcast all the time. And I'm like, dude, that's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I I've, I've almost gotten, you know, sucked into the blackjack. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're like ah. I'm just like, I'm just like let me play I, a couple games real quick. Wait, wait, see, see wait what am I doing? I, I I need to stop. I'm going to lose everything. Yeah, I'm going to lose exactly. the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So so we are so uh, guys, we are we are uh, recording this uh, earlier than normal. We're on Monday night now, um, so I don't know if Steve is helping or hurting my bankroll for me not to be able to do flash drafts right now uh, while watching uh, while trying to watch the, the 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 Tampa Giants game. And and Steve is uh, Steve is holding his own. He's he's watching it. The Giants got a lead. Danny Dimes is dropping dimes. It's a, uh, it's pretty wild. It's 2020 yeah. night for election. We want to make sure uh, we could hunker down and, uh, and, and arm up if we needed to. Uh, <laughs> so we want to make sure we get this out. And if you're listening to it, I guess we're all still alive. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, no matter how you vote, I mean, it's probably going to make you pretty nervous and upset. So if you want to save this for maybe election night or even the, the next day in order to make you feel better, maybe take your mind off things, you know, this is why we're doing this really early for you guys. Yeah, that's right. We're doing it for you guys. We're uh, we're your degenerate therapist. So you can listen to us and forget about the real world for a while and bet on golf. All right. So DK Bryson, 10K and above. I mean, it's a pretty nice field. Feels good again. Get the start being like, all right, this guy deserves this price, right? So we got DJ, Hatton, Finau, Brooks. Who I'll let you talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll let you jump on Brooks. We, I know, I know he's your man crush. And then, uh, I mean, we got a decade too. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about him. No, that's your man crush. Now you gotta <laughs> no, no. take him. No, no, he's my, he's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> he's my ex at this point. Um, I mean, off the jump, like I like, I like Fino a lot uh, and Brooks. I mean, Fino looked good coming off of COVID, and I mean, if the dude consulted on the course. How do you ignore that? And he didn't look terrible last time out and he's rounding the form, getting into uh, getting ready for the masters major season. I mean, I mean, what's not to like, I love DJ. You guys know, I love DJ. Uh, I, I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm just a little skeptical on man. You don't know how this affected him. He was out for two weeks with it. You know, uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to have some, but I'm hesitant to push all in on somebody coming off of, a, off of COVID. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's understandable. I mean, and looking at all five of those guys, these guys, I mean, they generally have about what I'm looking for as far as what I think is going to do well, this golf course. I mean, this is a mysterious golf course to begin with just because it's so new. It's so green. I mean, literally it's green. They were planning sod up until about eight weeks ago. So like some of the course preview videos that they were showing on uh, the Houston open website, like it was basically still under construction, the whole thing. So you kind of had to use a little bit of your imagination, how the holes were going to go. Um, but overall, just looking at this golf course, I mean, so one of the things that I forgot to mention earlier about how this is set up, they purposely didn't want to put a lot of bunkers on the golf course. And part of the reason why is it's more of a nuisance for amateurs. It makes it tougher for you know us, but it's usually out of play for all the pros. It just doesn't really matter. I think the word that Tom Doki used was superfluous. So there's not a lot of fairway bunkers. Big word, Steve. <laughs> I, I, always use the, I always use the big like word. So, um, so I mentioned earlier that you know if you're hitting out of the rough, there's gonna be a lot of uneven lies. But if you're a longer hitters, if you're hitting a wedge out of them, it doesn't really matter all that too, all that much. So 
while there is a penalty to miss the fairway here, I think that's more in play for a shorter hitter just because they're going to hit a longer iron into these greens. And I think you need a, a higher ball flight into some of these greens. You know, some of these dope greens can be kind of complicated. They can have some like backboards and like a lot of things that you can kind of like, you know, feed your ball into, but you kind of have got to have like a higher ball flight in order to get to it. So yeah. I think a longer hitter is going to have a little bit of advantage. If you're a shorter hitter, a got to be hitting out of the fairway. B better have a really good iron play. So I think iron play is going to be really important here. And like we talked about, just like with the area around the green being closely mown, it's going to expose, you know, like the really bad scramblers from the good guys. So I think that's going to be really important here too. And then, you know, kind of like, you know what, like as far as like a golf course comp, it's kind of like a hybrid of Augusta national meets Trinity forest, you know, Augusta national, there's no even lies and all the green complexes that have the closely, um, uh, moan, you know, areas. So that's a direct comp Trinity forest. It's, it's a, that was a non-traditional PJ tour golf course too. Um, and I think there was, there was a lot of guys who complained about how it was set up. I think there's gonna be a lot of whiners this week about how this course is set up. I, I think there's gonna be some, Wait, are you, are you telling me golfers are going to whine about a golf course? Yeah, because it's not going to be their typical, you know, know. bomb and gouge. It's not going to be, you know, like, you know, the ball is going to stop on a dime. They have to actually think their way around a golf course. It's going to not going to have perfect flat wise. And I mean, that's why I think I like Brooks Koepka a lot this week, just because he likes those type of golf courses where it's not an easy challenge. Like, you know, one of the things he complains about at all these other regular tournaments is, you know, the, the golf course just set up too easy. Right. And, but he loves the majors because he's like, all right, I know I can beat half the guys from the jump just because I'm better. I'm Brooks Kepler. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then the <laughs> other half is they're just mentally checked out because they're not tough enough for this. And then I got to beat like 20 guys. And I think he set up this golf course exactly like that. I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, I, if, if distance is going to be an advantage, I mean, he's one of the longer hitters out there. Yep. Um, you know, he's pretty good with his wedge game when he's dialed in. He's a really good scrambler. I mean, we've talked about that a ton on this podcast. Yeah. It's one of the more underrated parts of his game. So really, I mean, this is kind of, I mean, he built this golf course. Well, he technically consulted, but consulted I think, yeah, he had his thumb on the scale. I think so. You know, like you said, his last time out, um, he gained 2.62 strokes uh, around the green. You know, so he's scrambling pretty well. Gained three strokes total with his irons. Yeah. Uh, so that was on point. You know, he's building towards the Masters. You know, his performance off the tee has kind of not been very good, but you know, we'll see if he can turn. Well, if it's that wide, on. Fair, if it's wide fairways, then I mean, it's it's going to be a little different, right? Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it might I be mean, fine off like, the tee. yeah, he's I mean, typically he's typically great off the tee. You know, so like, not great, but like he's good off the tee. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, if you want to get cute with like a D-Gen, maybe a back to back. Houston open masters, get to juice those odds a little bit, parlay those together, win this week, win next week. There you go. Yeah. That, is, that is a little bit of DJ special there. So yeah, I mean, so I like Capcom's week just because like you said, you know, he has been playing a little better lately and there is just the narrative street of, you know, he's going to want to show well at this golf course. I mean, considering he's consulted on it and he definitely set it up to favor his game himself playing well, yeah. and he's building towards the master. So, I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to go as far as you as that he's going to win just because, you know, I think he wants to not crescendo too quickly before the master because that's the ultimate prize. But yeah, can I see him finish in the top 10? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Finau is going to play well too. Like you said, like you know, he came back pretty well from COVID. Like he was, he actually was someone who, he had, he felt pretty serious symptoms from COVID. He said, yeah. apparently it was reported. He was feeling aches and chills. Like it, it, it wasn't a good situation. So, yeah. but he came back pretty strong. He gained uh three and a half strokes T to green at the Zozo three of those, which was irons. He's a decent scrambler. 
Um, I mean, maybe this is the week the Puerto Rico curse ends. I don't know. I mean, he's got all the tools. <laughs> yeah. to well, that's the problem. He's got all the tools, and that's why he's fucking top five Tony, right? right. Like, he's always there. He just can have a fucking close. That's it. Right. So I, I, so I think of these, the, the $10,000 range, I think hat or Fino and, and Kepka are the ones I like best. You know, I mean, I like DJ, but like you said, I mean, it's not necessarily his, his coming back from COVID. I mean, who knows how it is. It's just like, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of rust and how motivated is he before the masters to, I mean, maybe he gets off to a bit of a slow start kind of back towards the top 10. I don't know how really engaged he is, you know, coming to this event. It's probably Imagine just being that good of a golfer where we're talking about him backdooring a top 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he might not have his best stuff. He might backdoor a top 10. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, that's, that's, yeah, I love my man DJ, man. Yeah, I, that's I just, I, what the it's just, there's so much unknown already. Like we, like we, like we barely touched on who won that fucking Bermuda Open. Brian Gay. I'm sorry, what? Who? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, it's such a, it's such a tough game to bet and gamble on that. You know, uh, there you go. You can celebrate. You see it. I I didn't see how it happened, but I saw they scored. <laughs> the the uh, giant score there. Uh, oh well, Evan Ingram. All right, congratulations. You're going to get traded tomorrow. No, that was Gallman on a TV run. Oh, I thought I they showed a highlight of Ingram. All right. Anyways, regardless, this is the golf podcast, not a Giants I mean, podcast. Listen, it's Monday night. They're fine. The um, <laughs> um, yeah, but whatever. Like, there's just so many fucking unknowns and so many variables. Anyway, like, I'm not going to throw uh, a golfer that just is getting over fucking Corona into it. Like I, I love DJ. Like, so I'll probably throw some FOMO lineups in, you know what I mean? But I'm not gonna lay any bets on them and that's it. Well, the price tag is really high too. I mean, yeah, this is a strong feeling. It's 11, five. And I, and what we're going to talk about later. I mean, I like, once you get past the $7,000 range, it gets pretty hairy. Like, like, I, 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 like, like grosser than normal. Honestly, I prefer the Bermuda. Yeah, dude, <laughs> no, I 100% do. Like, I think I picked this. two guys out of two, maybe three uh, out of the 6K range, and that's like, ugh, like, I don't think I'm going to be building many lineups like that. Yeah, so, I mean, if you use DJ, like, unless you just go straight to the low eights and just sevens after that, like, I just, yeah. it, it's not great. So, I mean, I, listen, it could go either way. Me, I'm not going to outright fade him. I don't know if I'm going to use him a whole lot in DFS. Uh, I mean, as far as guys I don't really like, like, when I actually saw the video of like the, the flyovers of the golf course, it doesn't seem like a Terrell Hatton golf course. And that's just kind of a gut call for me. Like on paper, all the stats look good. Like good iron player, decent scrambler. It just, this does not seem like to me a golf course he's going to enjoy Maybe just because there's, I know he's kind of a mental head case. And I think a lot of guys are going to frustrate at this place. And he's not, he's not a mental head case just because he gets upset. Well, he might get upset a couple times at this at this, at this golf course. So he's so a little, I, he's a little short too, though. Um, at least out of this group. So um, yeah, I mean, he still hits it over three hundred. I mean, that's not sure, but he is the shortest of it. So if you are breaking ties here, I mean, that's one reason. And then Hideki, just listen, the iron play just isn't as good as what he used to be, or it it just he's struggling with it right now. And until I see that kind of round back in the form, like iron play is really important for me this week, just because of how I know Tom Doak golf courses, what he traditionally right. values. And if he's only gaining like a stroke total, the entire tournament, like that's his, his ceiling is just capped just because he's not a good putter enough for it. And typically when he, when he does better, I, I wish they overseeded this golf course to actually make it um, 
like a true test ahead of the masters and kind of simulate those conditions. They're going to leave it straight Bermuda. And he doesn't typically do well on straight Bermuda golf courses. As far as what I know, it's usually the bank grass ones or the overseeded ones is where he shines. So I, I think Hideki, I'm not going to have a whole lot on and Hatton just a gut call. I don't think he really shows well this week. Yeah. Listen, I'm fine with that. I'm fucking done. <laughs> like that's <laughs> it. I'm just done. I, I was off him forever. I somehow talked myself back into him for a four week stretch and uh, you know, it's like relapsing. That's all just that now I'm just back off. Now I'm taking my uh, uh, methadone. <laughs> no more fucking a decky. I'm just taking, mm-hmm. I'm taking my methadone. All right. So not until he top tens this week. And then you're gonna be all that. I will fucking, masters. I will break shit. <laughs> the um, uh, Nike range is, uh, is chock full of talent too, man. Hovland, uh, your boy, Scotty Henley, uh, Sanjay, uh, Adam Scott, Gassia, and Jason day. Somehow was still not great. He uh, who I'm, shall be not be mint. I was going to say Jason that, day. but I kind of like to say his name and watch your face grimace. The, <laughs> the, um, uh, my guys out of here. I really like Hovland. Uh, and I really like him. And so you can, you can talk me out of him, but in my brain in plays well on more difficult courses, right? So, well, I think this is going to be kind of a birdie fest because it's going to be soft. Well, so that was kind of my question, right? So, 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 so that's why I said you could probably talk me out of it, but if this is a course that nobody's really playing and they're getting, you know, balls below their feet, ball above their feet and, you know, half the field is mental midgets. Uh, as far as like being able to focus on their frustration, somebody who uh, can take a bad lie and make a good shot out of it. I feel like that's him, right? So I could be a hundred percent fucking wrong and you could talk me out of it, but uh, that's my initial take and Sergio right before the masters playing well. Can he keep putting well with his eyes closed? I mean, great iron player long. feel like, I mean, Christ, we missed him the tournament won, and I feel like, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe it's Gassier. That's just a gut thing for me. Like, I don't know. Like, he, maybe he, I know he wants to play well going into Augusta. So, those are my three guys from that range. Yeah. I mean, so, so the reason why I brought up Trinity Forest as far as a golf course comp is because, you know, that's, that was like basically playing on Mars. Like, that, they built a golf course on top of a, of, 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 fuck, of a fucking landfill. Excuse right. my French. And, but there was all these. It's okay, problems. buddy. We already have, we already have the E on our, uh, on our, on our feed. Uh, there we go. Fun. All right. So we're covered there. So, I mean, those were basically, those were bizarre greens. Like those had like, you know, balls just run forever. Like no one would ever have like a very even lie and a ton of people complained, but the winning score was still 20 under like everybody right. still heard it because it played soft. This golf course is going to play soft just because it literally just got new sod. Like they've had to water it for two months in order to basically, you know, build a foundation. So, I mean, while I, it's going to be difficult, I think for the people that just don't like the golf course, that don't like the style, I think they might bomb out immediately. If you're engaged, if you can actually appreciate the golf course, if you kind of, you know, recognize the test in front of you, it's going to be pretty scorable. And so, you know, I think a guy like Hovland, I think he's going to ball striker um, where, you know, I think he's going to do well this week. He's just long enough. He averages about just under 300 yards per drive uh, off the tee. That's pretty good as well. I mean, his ball striking number has been great for the past couple of months. You know, he went through a little bit of a slump in the summer. He's kind of regained that form. He's been ruined it with really bad putting. I think he lost four strokes putting total at the Zozo. 
to ruin a pretty good ball striking tournament. So, you know, can he bounce back there? He's also really improved his scrambling. He's now gaining strokes around the green. A lot of people think he's just a bad scrambler because he admitted it as such that he's just not very good scrambling. Well, he's doing a little better now. So, you know, Hovland, I think is a guy I like with him. I agree with you. He's kind of like Hovland. The fact the ball striking numbers look really good on and around the greens. He just hasn't been very good. So it's a little concerning. They struggle with the scrambling. It's also a little concerning because I did say about Trinity forest. Well, his one appearance at Trinity forest did not go well for Sung Jay. So How bad was is, it? Is it? But this, I think he lost. A sh- I think he missed the cut. He lost a shot and a half uh, to the field in each uh, round. So, so that's not great. But <laughs> listen, great like, I mean, that's this is just a total guess as far as this golf course goes. It is different at the end of the day. Maybe he does a little better. You know, the ball striker numbers look good. He's long enough to compete. So, that's an our guy. Like, I mean, I love Scotty this week. He kind of checks all the boxes for me as far as a really long hitter. He looked good finally after you know having COVID. He kind of scuffled for a couple weeks. Did very well last week. Gained almost eight shots. Teed green at the Zozo. Decent scrambler. I mean, I have really high hopes for him too. So, you know, those are the three I really like. I mean, I like Sergio. I do worry about the fact that he's a little bit you know, the mental head case, but I can also see us getting really excited about his play. You know, he does well this week and then he just completely bombs out next week at a major, like he's done the last three years. Yeah. Um, so there's him. I mean, like, listen, like I like Russell Henley again, like it's a little expensive, but he's a little shorter, but I mean, he's the yeah. best iron player in this field. So you can't really, I mean, I, it's hard for me to ignore the ball striking numbers and he's a really good scrambler too. So, I mean, the price is a little expensive for my taste, yeah, but I, I mean, he's been playing pretty well though. Yeah. I feel like this is like, I feel like he's buying, buying carnival and was like 18 bucks, like halfway through COVID. And now it's back down to 12. Like, yeah. Okay. Like it's a $12 stock. Well, I'm not paying $18 for it. Uh, that, that's how I feel about him. Um, but, uh, I don't like uh, Jason day. He's my fade uh, for clear, obvious reasons. Uh, what do you think about Adam Scott? Well, I mean, I wish he wasn't playing so bad because I think he would appreciate a golf course like this. I mean, I think he, you know, he likes those like sand dune golf courses in Australia where there's a lot of tight lies around the greens. There problem is this is going to be a soft golf course. He just isn't striking the ball very well this year. Ever since the Genesis, he just hasn't been very good. Hasn't played a whole lot either. So yeah. I just don't have a lot of high hopes. Like I, I, I come, I've come into a couple of tournaments since the restart with him in it. I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe Adam Scott can turn around and he doesn't yeah. just hasn't really done a whole lot with his finishes. So I think that's the guy I'm just going to be off this week. All right. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm with you on both of those. Uh, but, but the only thing I think I differ from you is Henley and that's not skill-based. It's just price-based for me. Um, I, I just, I hate having to pay more for a golfer than I feel like necessary in a tournament like this, not like the Bermuda where everybody's fucking $5,000 overpriced. Um, but uh, before we start getting into uh, the AK range, uh, we got to remind you that we were brought up by, or we're also sponsored by thrive fantasy come prop up on thrive fantasy. This season thrive fantasy is the daily span fantasy sports app for player props. Uh, listen, everybody on SGP has been getting behind it. They even gave, uh, give us our own thing for the Eagles giants games with thrive. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes uh, that have the biggest impact on the game. If the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player props to build your lineup. If NBA PGA and will be in esports, you choose five out of the 10 player props to build your lineup each week. Uh, listen, uh, we'll go over our thrive lineup later. Uh, so we'll knock that out but each, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both over and under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most prop 
rack up the most points and win your share of prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Use promo code SGP when you sign up today and receive an instant match up to 50 bucks with your first deposit with only a four times rollover. It's not a hundred times rollover, 10 times, whatever. All right, four times rollover. Super easy to hit, hit to. Uh, download Thrive Fantasy with the App Store or Play Store by visiting the website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And do not forget the promo code SGP. It's at the beginning, guys, when you sign up. If you haven't signed up yet, it's at the beginning. Uh, that's what I was bitching about earlier when I almost took it down. But Stenson had to make that goddamn birdie. Uh, dude, I did, this was the weekend of close calls for me. I had that. Um, I, I was I was in first on Saturday late uh, for the twenty max for five grand. Uh, I put two. I came in second on the big boy and Kramer didn't set it up right, so I didn't cash at all. I took that. I took down the other SGP football one because uh, I had two lineups I really liked. And I couldn't decide on which one I wanted to put in which, so I threw one in each. And of course, the one I threw in the fucking twenty dollar one won that one. It was like about one hundred and fifty bucks. Versus if I flip flopped it, I would have took down fifteen hundred bucks. Ugh. It was fucking one of those weekends, man. There was a lot well, of it just thousands, means, it just, thousands and thousands of dollars left on the table. Well, it just means you're due for this week. You're going to clean up at the Houston open. Let's go baby. <laughs> Listen to capper this week, guys. He's due. I am getting close. I am. I'm getting you close. Are. Man. The, uh, I feel like the process is, 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 uh, is working correctly. This is my favorite range. Um, I, I like a couple of big guys in, uh, in, in the seven K range, but I feel like this is where I'm living, uh, this week. Uh, it goes all the way down from Lanto, Redmond, Connors, uh, Zach Johnson, Harmon, uh, Tommy's boy, Spieth. See, woo. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's it, just a bunch of guys in here. Uh, who are your favorites? Um, and then, uh, then we'll go through mine. I mean, it's hard for me to just pick a favorite. I mean, just like, just like, yeah, just I, there's three, a lot of guys. Three, four guys you like, man. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, just like the 9,000 range, there's a lot of guys I like in this range too, because there's a lot of really good ball strikers. So, I mean, I think just starting at the top of there, like I was a little surprised to see the $8,900 price tag on Lanto Griffin, but just looking at the numbers, you know, listen, he's not, he's, he's not just being a bomb and gouger anymore. He's actually starting to add some decent putting numbers and some, you know, good iron numbers too. And that's really kind of what I'm looking for this week. So, you know, I mean, he could play well, you know, here, like, you know, you kind of wonder about with doc Redmond, like every, everything I liked about him last week applies this week. Just the only question is, can he bounce back at all? There are no strokes gain numbers at the Bermuda to add into this week. So I'm really just looking at the same thing I looked at last week and I loved him. So why not go back to him there? Yeah. Uh, I still like Corey Connors again, at 8,700 bucks. You know, he's a little inconsistent, but you know, over the short term, like, listen, his ball striking has been pretty good. He actually has been putting a little better too, which is kind of surprising for him. So, you know, that's something I can see myself using. You know, I love Siwoo Kim again. I mean, he's 8,300 bucks, like over his last 14 rounds, you know, that includes the miscut at the US Open. He's gained about half a shot per round each with his ball striking then around the greens. He's a good iron player, good scrambler, you know, that could be good too. Um, I'll let you talk about Cam Davis because I know you like him. But yeah, I mean, overall, there's there's a lot of basically from top to bottom. There's not a whole lot I don't like. Like I even like Zach Johnson. Like I know he's not the long hitter, but yeah, he's so he's, short, man. He is, but I mean, he he's just been hitting pretty. He's been hitting pretty good the last couple I feel like, months. I so. feel like it, you ever you ever gone out and played golf with like a guy who's like in his late forties or whatever, like one of your buddies who's late forties and just plays old man golf and mm-hmm. somehow beats the fuck out of you. And you're like, how is this possible? I outdrove him. I did this. I did that. And then at the end of the day, he beats you. I feel like Zach Johnson plays old man golf, PGA store style. PGA tour style. Does that make well, sense? listen, well, listen, the P the PXG guys have been on a roll lately too, between, you know, Jason oh my Kovac, God. Kovac. Jay cup, 
Wyndham Clark probably should have won last week, but he finished second. Maybe this is Zach Johnson's week. Oh, fuck you, man. Why, and, would, you well, you that, know, why and, would you put that in my brain? You know, well, now I'm going to put Zach Johnson in like 20% of my lineups because of some stupid thing like that. Well, oh. let me give you something else that's stupid. And you know who, who else is the PXG guy who's been playing well is in this range? James Hahn. He's also a PXG guy. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if I can play it. He's been getting 0.9 strokes per round with his ball striking over his last four tournaments. So I guess I just don't know enough about him, really, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, he's a former winner on the PGA tour. He won a quail Hall a couple years ago. He had some, he battled some wrist injuries, but he's healthy now. And he played well at the Safeway. He played well, I think at the Sanderson, I want to say, or the Shrine or the Shriners, one of those top 10 did uh, the Corrales too. So he's got three straight top tens heading in. So son of a bitch. It's what? that PSG angle. Kaboom, baby. Hey, maybe I need to go buy some PSGs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Listen, I, you got, you know, I'm going to be on Siwoo. Love Siwoo. Beautiful ball striker. Long, like, yeah, like whatever. Oh, that's it. That's it. Just Siwoo. And like, no matter what he does, he always comes. He's never chalky. Like for the most part, right? 90% of the time he's not chalky. You're looking at, you know, 10 to 15% ownership, nothing crazy. Like, why wouldn't you take a shot at him at this price range? I mean, I have no idea why you wouldn't like, I love Siwoo. And like you said, Cam Davis, my boy, uh, I mean, last week kind of sucked, uh, or the Shriners rather Sanderson was a six safe weight, 36 Northern trust 29th, but he's 13th, uh, off the tee, uh, out of this field, uh, strokes gain total number four at 8,100, 8,100. You got to take him. You got to take yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. The ball. The ball striking's really good. He's a really good scrambler too. So he's long off the tee, good scrambler. Like that's that's a good combo for this week. He's eighty one hundred bucks. And uh, and uh, I, like uh, <laughs> so, who I don't like, uh, shocking, uh, Spieth. Uh, he's too fucking expensive. Uh, Tommy texted me that he's playing in the pro am with a fire emoji, and I was like, your poor bankroll. Like yeah, he's just gonna play him. Like people are just gonna play this fucking guy. And he looked all right, but. Dude, he's too expensive. He's just too expensive. He's too up and down and he can definitely miss the cut here. I know he's a Texas boy, but uh, I would much rather have almost everyone else in this range. Can I play devil's advocate with speed sure. for a second? Come on. So these are wider fairways. Right. So there is a little more room for him to miss. Okay. And what, and what we know that speed is really good on golf courses where there's uneven lies. Now this is when speed is a good player. And he's not a good player right now, but could I see this golf course, like him going on it and feeling a little comfortable? I could, I mean, but Did we use that same, we use that same logic when I was like, listen, if everybody's going to be missing the fucking fairway, Spieth is already used to not playing from the fucking fairway. So he's going to have an advantage. So if he doesn't like, you know what I mean? For me, it's for me, it's more the uneven lies and the fact that scrambling is going to be pretty important this week. So I mean, listen, I'm not going to use him, but if you okay. do like him, right. I'm not going to hate it as much as I would other weeks. I think there is, you can make a reasonable argument to use him. Although I hate that price tag. I don't know why he's 8,400 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's too much. And, uh, and I love Connors this week too. Uh, dude's a beast off the tee. Um, I mean, you already hit on him. Uh, I like him a lot. I like Connors. Um, yeah, he's, a uh, I think he's, he's good for this. Like, like you said, he's uh he's going to be good. I mean, just likes whatever it's the AK range, I guess Harmon. Um, that's about it. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm not a fan of Harmon just because if you're a oh, short, you got to have good balls. Like, you're not I, I don't like Lowry either. 
Yeah, I mean, Lowry just, he's been doing a little better over in Europe. Just when he's coming over to the U.S., he hasn't been as great. I, I think he did well at the St. Jude, but other than that, he just hasn't made a lot of noise. Uh, I think I think your boy Stewart sinks a little overpriced, too. I don't think he belongs. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not playing him. He's way too short. He's way too yeah. short. What, well, I, I I just think he doesn't belong here either. I think no, he, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. way way too way too high price. Hey, but listen, he paid off for me last week, so that was fine. But, oh man, yeah, but that's how you got to move along. Now, all right, here we go. Going in the seven thousand dollar range. There are so many guys who have given us herpes, syphilis, all types of fucking diseases out of here, and we keep going back to them. Who are we gonna go get burned by again this week? Who do we feel like a good play? Uh, I got a, I got a few uh, that I really like, and one's an old time favorite. Two of them are actually old time favorites. Uh, but I got, a, I think I got a surprise for you this week on who you think I'm gonna like. Well, why don't you say it? Well, why, why don't you lead off? You, I've uh, started, I've, I've let off the nine thousand, eight thousand dollar range. You okay. lead off this one. All right. Okay. So I really like Lee Westwood this week. Okay. All right. So, uh, I, you know, great. He hasn't played a lot, right? But T13 at the US Open, fourth at the Honda, 22 at the Mexico. I mean, he is third off the strokes over the last 24 or off the tee over the last 24 rounds, uh, ninth in shots game total. His up, his around the green is middling at best, right? Like 57th. Like, I don't know. Uh, I just feel like he's the type of dude who can compete at the Masters, right? And if you take a look, he is priced at what, $7,800, but he's 66 to one in the betting market, right? So there's a disparity there. There's a big disparity there. Um, so I feel like he's a really, really good value at 7,800. Tell me, I'm well, wrong. talk listen, to me how I'm wrong. Listen, I am never going to fault you for using Lee Westwood because Lee Westwood is one of the boys I ride hard for. I love oh, okay. Lee Westwood. When, so back in 2013, when the PJ championship was at Oak Hill and uh, my hometown here of Rochester, New York, um, he was paired up with Rory McIlroy on Sunday. And this was in the midst of one of the famous Lee Westwood blow ups on Sunday on the way to like a 78 or something. Right. So everybody, so Rory was starting to make a charge. He was paired with uh, Lee. I think Lee had just three putted uh, two straight holes, you know, to basically put himself out of it. And everybody's chanting for Rory, you know, coming to the fourth tee box. And then there's little old me just going, come on, Lee. The only one in the crowd champion Lee Westwood. So listen, I love Lee Westwood. I will ride hard for Lee Westwood. I love him next week for the Masters. Don't love him this week just because the guy just doesn't really care a whole lot anymore, which is why I think he's playing a little better. But I just I don't see him putting his full effort this week. I think he's gonna save a little of his energy, kind of tinker a little bit, kind of mess around, trying to find his game a little bit for next week. So right. well he wants um, to play four rounds then, right? Seven eight hundred, I'll take I'll take a cut in a in a in a top thirty, making some birdies, making some eagles. Like I don't know, like uh and you know me, dude. I I'd never bet on Englishmen, but for some reason I like Westwood this week. No you know, clue why. Just a gut feeling, man. You know, I'll probably put in a top 20 AM just for all time sakes. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't, I, I love the guy. And I mean, listen, like he's played very limited rounds over here, but they all his ball striking numbers are great. Granted it's four rounds since the restart, but he's played pretty well last two years. So you know what? You talked me into it. I don't think I'm going to use him a lot for DFS, but I think I'll throw a top 20 prop on him. All right, let's go. All right. Who, who, who else do you like? Well, you know, I love, you know, I love Keegs, right? So uh, long off the tee can't put worth the fucking shit, but listen, I I love Keegs. Like this it. like I'll play Keegs, especially in places like this where the fairways are wide. He's not the best scrambler, but he's not the worst scrambler. And I don't know, whatever. I'm going to play Keegs at 7,200. Uh, I also like 
Burns again. I know I went on a rant saying that, you know, talk me out of Burns every time, but I mean, this shit, man, like what are you supposed to do in this range? <laughs> you know, you look at these guys, you're like, I like Burns. Give me Burns. Like I like Burns and I actually like Laird. Martin Laird. I think another guy who, who, who can be sneaky. Good. And this is a good price point for him, man. Like he's a good golfer. Um, yeah. I think those are my guys in this area. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, it sounds like you don't really like this range too much. It's okay. Uh, I, I, right. I really, I, for some reason I have a hat on for Westwood and I, and key, but I always have okay. to see there, there's a lot of guys. I actually, I actually really like this range a lot here. And I was hoping I was a little disappointed. Some of the guys are down at the lower end. I was hoping yeah. they would bleed to the $6,000 range that didn't but they happen. Did. So no. So I mean, I start right at the top. I mean, I listen. I know Harold Varner, the third burned us last week, but listen, I like, it's still hard to, it's, you can't really ignore what happened before that either. It was just one tournament, you know, at his core, he's a good ball striker, decent yep. scrambler long off the tee. I think I'm willing to give him another chance at 700 bucks. You know, maybe there's a little bit less steam on him than last week, just because of what happened. Oh, this is um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably people are mad at him. Um, you know, right behind him, uh, Eric Van Royen, 7,700 bucks. You know, we haven't seen him since the U S open, but he's a really solid player. Good off the tee, decent scrambler too. Like he's, he's been very impressive when he's played that's, over the PJ tour here. So that's a What's DFS it? dude, like darling. Right. So like whenever you listen to like other DFS pods and stuff like that, like that dude is somebody EVR, EVR, he's going to do it. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, I guess maybe it's my, um, stubbornness to like, just get behind like all, all the, Oh, this is the, he's got to do it. He's got to do it. And it never comes to fruition. I feel like EVR is that guy. He's always the low play that you got to play. And then he never fucking does anything. He, no, here, here's why people like him. I think it's because he's one of those European tour players and people right. think they're, they sound cool. They're smarter. They're so good. They, Cause you, right, and I, and my dick, these guys don't watch the fucking European tour. They fucking go to their stat sheet and they read that shit. They don't watch it. They're not, got, they're not looking at anything other than the fucking data, which is fine. Right. Which is fine. It's the same way. A lot of these guys approach this stuff it is the same way. They're picking stocks and, and doing stuff like that. Right. But this is gambling. Okay. Like you have to be able to look at the player and be like, okay, do the stats match how good the player is. Right. All right well, I, I just, okay. I just eat how I, I, like the DFS community in a whole is very smarmy on certain things. And it irritates me. <laughs> All right. Well, I look at this golf course and I like Eric Van Royen here just because okay. there's not a lot of penalty areas where he can kind of, he's a little erratic off the tee, but if he lands in the rough, it's not going to be a lost shot. Like it was at the three M open when I think he took like a nine on one hole. And that's the whole reason why he missed the cut. I mean, that was, that was, a, he did. It was, that, it was that, like that a was week ball. where everybody was on Van Royen. Yeah. I was a lone guy saying, don't use him. Right. And he missed the cut and he ruined everybody's DFS lines. But no, I think this week, I think this is a good golf course for him. You know, Aaron wise is another guy. He's been very hit or miss played. Okay. With the Bermuda, but he, you know, I, again, I mentioned Trini Forrest. Well, he won there. Uh, that was his only win. He's 7,400 bucks. He's really up and down, but you know, he, as his, when he's playing well, he's long off the tees, good iron player, decent scrambler. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of like that too. Okay. Um, so I know you don't like this guy cause what happened last week <laughs> and I was right that Christopher Ventura wasn't going to be good at the Bermuda, but he's going to be better this week because this is a golf course for him. He's longer off the tee. He, that's going to play well for him and he's a good putter. So I think this is going to be a decent golf course for him is seven, 300 bucks. You should go back to him this week. So right. Don't be bitter about what happened last week. Yeah, listen, 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 um, because you're right. You listen, you gave me the warnings on it and I thought the putter would carry him and, and then he decided to, uh, you know, wait to play overnight and 
fucking double bogey because, uh, you know, fuck my thousands of dollars. Well, we don't know the putter carried him because we'd have no strokes game. Well, no, so, but, but what I'm yeah. saying, going into the tournament, right? The putter would carry him, right? Like yeah, he was he's a hot putter. Um, well, it, it turned into a ball striking contest just because of the wind. So, you know, I mean, the wind doesn't look as bad this week. I think he can kind of do his thing out there. Um, yeah. You know, Cameron Drangali didn't play well last week last week either, but he's kind of one of those steady golfers. I think this golf course can be a little better fit for him. He's he averages over 300 off the tee. He's a decent iron player, decent scrapper. I know he's not playing well lately, but the, he's 7,300 bucks this 7, week, bucks as opposed to 70, 9,200 last week. You know, you can take a shot there too. And then Matthew Neesmith, he's had two straight top twenties. He's gained about 0.7 strokes per round uh, with his pro shots over his last 50 rounds. So he's one of the better iron players in this range. You know, that's 7,000 bucks. You know, I like that price point. If you, you know, you look for a cheap, uh, cheap guy, you know, Adam Shanks down here too. He played well last week. Sub Straka played well last week too. You know, I like Shank. I like Shank better than Straka. Okay. I mean, well, they're both, they're 7,000, 7,100 bucks. So, you know, I mean, they both played okay last week. The numbers look okay on them. Those are two guys I like as well. And I like Laird too. I mean, he is coming off that win. That was his last performance. Last he hasn't played since, like, but no, I, I mean, know. the guy it's has like, been solid. The guy's been solid since he played. So, yeah. All right. So, before we go, actually dumpster diving, where even even your man here had a hard time finding anybody he liked. Uh, we are brought to you by uh, Ace Perhead. So have you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ace per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide an all inclusive professional betting site with all lines updated up to the second and wages graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ace per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash S G P that's aceperhead.com slash S G P. Seriously, bro. This, this, this is gross. Like, well, I, 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 you guys can't see the video, but I'm not. I don't have my hand on my head because this is gross. I'm not my hand on my head because of a horrible interception that Daniel Jones just threw. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, yeah, uh, it wasn't great. I was no, reading the was, ad. I just, that, that I, just, I just looked. Good. I just looked down. I just looked down and saw. Uh, and saw it. I don't know what he was seeing there. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's talk. Anyways, let's talk. Let's talk about gross, the. Let's go from gross quarterbacks to gross golfers. Let's go. That's, that's, I was just about to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just stole my line because because it it doesn't hurt as much if it comes from you. The. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude. Like I I like uh, Gordon and. I mean, can you talk me into somebody else? Fucking what's the Sabbath? What's the fuck is it? What's the Sabbath? The Sabatini Rory. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Gordon. I mean, Gordon's fine. Like, yeah. Will Gordon's fine. I mean, Scott Stallings, I think is my favorite, but he's 6,900 bucks. I mean, he's the best iron player in this range. He played well last week. Um, you know, Austin cooks playing better lately. He's gained about a shot per round T to green over his last three tournaments. Uh, Carlos Ortiz is doing all right. He's gained nine and a half strokes. I like him last two. You know, he's got good length. He's a good scrambler. Now Tom Hoagie's, you know, kind of a balanced player. He's not very long off the tee, but yeah, I mean, I just, I had a, I had a tough time. Like, like let's put it this way. So on my stat sheet, you know, the top ranked golfer is as far as like, so I, I do a mix of long-term and short-term form. You know, the top golfer was in this range. No. 
Pat Perez, and I'm not <laughs> using him. Well, you know, what's funny is he did make the number on the cut, and you were like doing your little dance, uh, like on Friday when it was like three under. I was like, listen, pump the brakes, kid. The fucking winds are coming. Well, the yeah, there was four over after that. It's like what you do <laughs> exactly. With, it's like what you do with Adam Schenk at the, uh, I think at the Corrales, yeah. and then he was like yeah. plus one the rest of the way. Yeah, I know, I know. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and seriously, I mean, what, what, did we find out why Pat Perez fucking withdrew? No idea. No idea. Just fucking. I don't know. Drank too much I, I, and did too maybe, much blow the night before and didn't want to play golf. Like, I feel like maybe, that's Pat Perez style. I mean, I think he gets paid because he made the cut. So he probably just like, screw it. I'm just going to go hang out at the bar you know, for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I got a guy, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, otherwise, like, I mean, Matt McNeely's down here, but it's really all going to come down to how well he putts. Yeah. And he's like, kind of short, too. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he's not a lot. Well, he averages 297 off the tee. It's not that short. It's probably just, it's he's not just that short. But he's, it's a like, hor- he's just a horrible iron player, too. And he's not accurate. And I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I can see big numbers there. I mean, Bo Hostler, uh, I, I, like, play any I mean, I liked him better last week, you know, when it was a weaker field this week, not so much. I, there's just, I, I, Patrick Rogers is getting buzz again. I don't know why. Oh. I don't, I don't know. He it's made the just, fucking, he made the cut unlike Ventura and I was shitting all over fucking Rogers putting. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of, it's trash. Like this is, this is bad. Like this well, is a bad, I, stay I, out of this range. Of, yeah. I mean, I think it's just because this is a much stronger field. And even though on paper, this is a stronger group of golfers, just compared to everything above them. Like I don't see a whole lot of guys making noise here. No, dude. And listen, I usually love this range. You know me. I don't care how strong the field is. I can't find a couple of gems in here. Like I can't, uh, like, I'm not confident anybody on this. Now, listen, once again, it's Monday night. Uh, you know, if I find anything that I like, you know, throw it in the Slack chat, I'll throw it up on Twitter. Uh, I'm less, I'm less active on Twitter. Uh, as far as like giving advice other than just screaming at my sports teams. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, this is a gross range, man. So gross. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. Just, I, maybe I need to take another, maybe I need to take it. It is Monday night. Maybe I need to take another look, you know, it's the numbers. Maybe yeah, cause I, I, again, but so Ortiz kind of popped at me a little bit, but like, I, I don't know what you said. Monday night, super early. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. We'll see how the courses play and all that type of shit as the, as the week moves along and we'll update everybody on Slack. So don't forget to come in HTP Slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right, man. So you want to give uh, you want to give it the thrive lineup? Yeah. Let me, yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we do that? Uh, do you have yours prepared, or you're gonna do it on the fly? I uh, I looked at it earlier. All right, why why don't I go first? So yeah. you know, so so round one score for Dustin Johnson. I know you think he's gonna come out of the gates, but it's wait, it's but hold on. Si- so, so I was actually gonna I meant to ask you this. So I mean, we kind of gotta know if it's gonna be a seventy-one or a seventy-two, right? I'm assuming it's seventy-one. So if it's a seventy-one, that's a fucking layup. Yeah. So oh, it's just, so sixty nine and a half for his under first round score, hundred and ten points. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking that. Layup. That that, that 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 was. Thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, that, that's free fucking points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, there's there's some very gettable birdie holes on this golf course. A lot of short par fours. The par five is not going to have any trouble reaching. There's some short par threes too that you probably stick a wedge close. I think he gets there. All right. Oh, listen, I'm with you, man. Fuck it. 200 for DJ on a first round where you think it's going to be a birdie fest. Yeah. All day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that one. Uh, that one jumped out of me as well. And then uh, when I was scanning earlier, uh, Adam Scott over two and a half bogeys, 210 points, whatever taking, uh, taking, taking the shot there. I don't know. He's rusty. Who knows? I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that that's one I'm on too, just because 
I just, I don't think he's been playing all that great. And I'll, I'll take a shot at over two and a half as well. Yep. And, uh, and I went to our boy, Jordan Spieth under 12 and a half powers and bogeys. I just need six results of anything other than a par and a bogey. That could be a birdie. That could be an eagle. It could be a W. It could be a quad. That man can do that for me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, like he can go low or he can give me two double bogeys and four birdies. That's it. I mean, he you're can do- secretly, you're secretly hoping it's the double bogey variety. Aren't you? No, listen, I don't listen. No, I don't hate speed. Like I root for the dude. Like I feel bad for the guy. Like I do. Like I, like I want him to play well. Golf is better when he plays well. Right. He is. I just, I just find it funny. Like, I don't know, whatever. It's just like, uh, like they're the diehard fans of anybody. Like I immediately just want to like pick at them. <laughs> I mean, that's just my personality. I just want to break their balls and incite them. But yeah, I mean, seriously, like I under 12 and a half, like, yeah, dude, 125 points, dude. All he needs to do is make six non pars and bogeys. Like, and I have done very well with those, uh, using this, the prop, like I really have. So I'm, I'm all, all right. Well, I think the next prop shows where thrive thinks the par is going to be because they have Hideki Matsuyama's round one score is 71 and a half. So they must seem to think it's 72. Yeah. So I'm going to take under 71 and a half. I mean, I think you can shoot under par, even though I'm not that big of a fan of him. I think there's enough birdies that where he can shoot one or two under. So yep. uh, yeah, I mean like the P they, they need to clear this up by the way, They do, man. what the yardage is going to be. <laughs> Because even on, like I said, even on the Houston open, like the course preview, all like the state of the yardages they had were for the amateurs, not for what the pros are going to play. And so there's some from the tips. They like their scorecard was 7,300 yards. PJ tour says it's par 71, 7,000 yards. This is important information. Get your shit together guys. Yeah. So, so before you guys go lock all this shit in. Well, uh, we'll, we'll clear it up. <laughs> we'll figure we'll, we'll give you. Yeah. What you, I mean, I don't I think it's going to change there. like who I like, but no, like, no, no, this, no. this is still important. But the Hideki, the Hideki thing was the other thing. So I was like, what the fuck? I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Like one under? Uh, Cause that's when I thought it was a 72. Cause I was like, all right. So maybe cause the last report I read was whatever, 7,400 or 73 and change and a 72 dude, if it's going to be fucking 71, like he just has to shoot fucking even, even yeah. all day. Give me that. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why we can't really get a straight answer on this, but whatever. So, and, and regardless, I think Hideki Matsuyama, if it's 72 or 71, right. It doesn't matter. I think, I think he can go one under that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I got four where you got three. So I, yeah. You so got, I, D, I, the DJ Matsuyama and Adam Scott. Yeah. So I, I got Scott, DJ Matsuyama and Spieth. Okay. So I need one more. You need two more. Okay. So I took, I'm not a huge fan of Hatton this week. His round one score is 67 and a half. So I'm going to take the over on that. That's pretty low for that 70 guy. points. Whatever, man, you gotta, you gotta hit that. I mean, so it's definitely the favorite. You're getting 70 points for that, Yeah. Uh, but you got enough long shots in here um, mm-hmm. where you can, where you can pull it out. I mean, you're a plus on all the rest of them. Um, yeah. That my other, yeah. My last one's a hundred points too. So, I mean, it's, I think it's, 480 or 490 is the cumulative. So I'll get to my last one when you're done, but yeah. All right. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, Jason day uh, over now. Fuck that shit. I can't do that. So I, so I keep going back and forth between these two, right? I I keep going back and forth between uh, Finau with the under pars. That the under's been hitting. I know the last couple of weeks. With I that. know, 
All right, so I'm gonna go with the Finau under eleven and a half pass. That's what that that's my last one too. Just because okay. I think I, I like Finau a lot. I think he can get a lot of birdies. Yeah, and he's he'll, the type throw of guy he'll throw a bogey in here or there. Well, that's the thing. He's the type of guy. It's 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 kind of can be a little bit of a train wreck, you know, birdies and bogeys. So yeah. I I think that's one where he's either gonna go psycho hot or it's gonna be just kind of all over the place. I, I yeah. he's not usually a par machine. Yeah. So my max points are five forty five. Okay, mine is. Or I think 490. So it's a little on the low side, but I, I, I feel pretty good about all of those. Yeah, I feel good about mine too. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, nice. I like that. I, I, listen, I love that thrive shit, man. It's uh it's good stuff. Although I woke up uh too hungover on fucking Saturday to get my lineup in on time. <laughs> um, I woke up, I was like, damn it. No. Um but all right, so uh obviously uh, my bookie uh, as far as like uh, pre recording, they didn't have any uh first round leader bets up. Um so uh, basically kind of looked around some other places. Uh, who do you like for the first round? Yeah. So, I mean, again, like just going on the theme of like, you know, good iron players get hot, secure irons close and good putters. Um, you know, I kind of did a little composite ranking as far as guys in the field. Uh, I'm going to cover most of the you know, guys who are probably gonna be over 60 to one. So, you know, Lanto Griffin, a guy can get really hot with a putter. I think he's a good fit for the golf course. He's 61. Harold Varner, the third 66 to one. I think he can rebound nicely off the Bermuda. Denny McCarthy had a really nice Sunday. he had made a nice charge there. Did. You know, he, he can get how the putter. Apparently I, I heard this nugget too. Apparently he's got a new swing coach and that's why he's been hitting the ball a little better lately. So Ooh. yeah. So that's probably going to be a guy you get way overexposed on because I told you that uh, he's 66 <laughs> to one, um, you know, JT Poston, he's our guy. He has a really good putter. He's been hitting the ball. Okay. For his standards lately. I know he's a little shorter, but it's just one round. He's 80 to one. Uh, Matthew Neesmith is a guy I liked. He's 90 to one. Scott Stallings is another guy I like 90 to one. Um, Henrik Norlander. He's someone who can get pretty hot, you know, with the putter and his irons 91 and then long shot Patton Kazire 125 to one. He's playing a little better lately. So, and it's not, you know, it's over hundred to one. Why not dart throw? Yeah. Listen, I like it. So like, that's the, that's the type of little weird inside stuff that like is a oh, new swing coach. Huh? All right. That can get you in trouble too, but that's that's yeah, absolutely. I heard today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. It's it's uh it's funny. So, uh, I like Holland at thirty three to one. Uh, Burns eighty, Siwoo sixty, Connors fifty five, and Gooch seventy to one. I, I like all those too. Yeah, so. I mean, listen, it's hard really not to like a first, like like who doesn't like a first round leader? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean Munaf the on the Slack channel loves for sound leaders. That, I mean, he's basically the reason we make sure we do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> we we give him ideas and he bets them. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so straight out, uh, what are you looking at? Well, I mean, I may mention this earlier. I really like Fina this week. I yeah. think this might be the week he ends the Puerto Rico curse. So I don't love the eighteen one price, and maybe that comes back a little bit, but. I, mean, I, 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 I really think this might be a female week. Um, I love Shuffler. I like how he bounced back last week. He was red hot before the COVID played well last week. He's good fit for this golf course. Checks a lot of box for me. He's 25 to one. I like him too. Siwoo Kim's 50 to one. I mean, that's a golfer that you and I are both really high yep. on. You know, I think he's due for a win just based love on it. how he's played. Uh, Corey Connors and our guy, like, you know, he's yep. one you know, he won at Texas golf course, you know, and he won coming he, off a Monday qualifier. Remember mm-hmm. it was did. coming off a Monday qualifier. He won. That he show. did. Yeah. And then he, I mean, he earned his way there and you know, he's 55 to one, you know, he's generally a pretty bad putter, but oh, he's, he's, actually putted, putter. he's putted okay lately. And the ball string has been good. So if he can just find that form, we'll be, we'll be all right there. Cam Davis is a guy we're both high on, you yep. know, checks a lot of boxes, 
long hitter, good scrambler, you know, he, you know, putters a little miss, you know, hit or miss 75 to one and Keegan Bradley, 125 <laughs> to one. I'm with you on that. Let's go, baby. Let's bring it home. Listen, I, Boston is stopped the championships. All my teams suck now. I need a fucking good Boston golfer. I need something. All my teams are terrible. I mean, listen, like like you said, long hitter. He's actually a better scrambler than you give him credit for. Good iron player. And I have seen in his recent form a good putting performance. So I know he can do it. And it happened on Bermuda, which is a plus. So 125 to one, he's one of the best ball strikers. Come on. Over that, over that. You know, he's no. a proven winner. Why not? I mean, literally the only guy that uh that I have that you didn't talk about is Westwood at 66 to one. That's it. See, I'm saving him for next week at hundred to one for the masters. I think he actually moved up. Oh, he really. did. Yeah. Because, because I, I, I looked at that and I looked, I should have got, I should have got on it. Oh, oh mad about that. I was way, I was hoping the number was going to come down. Well, well, you better jump on it now in case he, uh, all right, hold on a second. I'll have to find that. All right. Keep, keep talking. I'm yeah, no, I mean, literally I like, I, I'm with you on Siwoo. I'm with you on Connors. I'm with you on Keegan. Um, yeah, man. I mean, literally everybody said I like. Uh, the only person I, I had that you didn't was Westwood. That was it. Uh, okay. So let's take a look. So Westwood is. What the fuck is he? He's eighty to one now. All right, well, that's eighty. You better jump it, baby. I'll tell you. All right. Especially when we come to I as soon as this podcast <laughs> ends, I will bet that. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I mean, other than that. Big week coming up. We got the masses after this week. Um, we'll be pumping out the content. Uh, maybe we'll do uh, some sort of cut sweat show or something like that on a Friday. We'll try to figure it out. I'll, pump, I'll, I'll obviously uh, I'll do the uh, listener league as soon as uh, we're done with this podcast. I'll put it out nice and early. So no fucking reason for it to not fill. Um, yeah, man. I mean, listen, uh, we, we really do appreciate everybody. Obviously we're on our own feed now with all the uh, positive reviews and ratings, man. Keep them coming. Tell your friends. Like I said before, like we always say, the football is not the only sport to bet on. Um, this is where you can learn some stuff, have some fun. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. We wouldn't be here without your guys support, man. Uh, like Steve said in the Slack channel, he wouldn't think he'd ever be posting it. I mean, I, I never thought I'd be uh, hosting a podcast on this network when I was just calling in randomly and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and yelling at a voicemail box. And all of a sudden the boys brought me on to do some stuff and look, here we are fucking, uh, look, I think, uh, we got a lot of good info here. We, we've been giving out some good stuff, man. So seriously, make sure you go out there and rate. Doesn't take much to, uh, for the five stars and uh, review some stuff and uh, masters is big, man. Uh, we got to go big for the masters. Uh, you know, we try to get a big listener league. We try to put out a little more content. I know Steve puts out a shit ton uh, on the website. So uh, it's more on me to, to jump in and do some other stuff. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, trust me. I've already warned my family that I'm going in the bunker for a ton of content and call a ton of yeah. columns next week. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's, get, 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 get ready to nerd out to weather guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen, whatever it takes to get that edge, man. Listen, what DJs, you can tell me uh, the two mile an hour difference makes a difference. Then it fucking makes a difference. And I'm going to change my bet. Two, I'm probably, two, two degrees of Fahrenheit makes a difference. <laughs> so, buddy, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, uh, for me, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Boston capper, uh, or Boston underscore capper uh, on Twitter. And then, uh, jump in the Slack channel, man, guys jump in the Slack. I'm telling you, it's a ton of good knowledge, not just for golf, man. You can get drug into some other stuff, the NFL, uh, MOB, 
rugby, just fucking all types of weird shit. The NBA stuff, well, there's all types of good stuff. Um, the general stuff, though, people will be throwing like esport bets. But uh, Sports Game and Podcast Network, man, listen, we're on our own feed now, so make sure you go and uh, do our own feed. And uh, seriously, just go tell all your friends, man. Uh, we like doing this stuff, and uh, we want to be able to keep bringing it to you. So uh, all the ratings and reviews so far, uh, we love them. We appreciate it. So uh, for me, Boston Gapper and Steve, the God of Golf himself. Shermer on to masters next week greens greens for Houston and let's fucking go baby Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.